Welcome to the number one podcast, where we give you an authentic look into the world's healthiest, wealthiest, and most inspirational minds. We talk about trending topics, bold ideas, and give you real-world examples that will inspire you to take massive action to become the number one version of yourself. Today's guest is none other than Pat. Pat um, has tons of salesmanship. Uh, I actually just met Pat. When when did we meet? Just this weekend? Yeah, it was it's like a, four days ago. Yeah. It was pretty recent, man. <laughs> Literally it was like a week and a half ago. But take action, guys! Massive action. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, our, our friend Mel, who does a, a ton of behind the camera work, actually for this podcast, Andrew here um, was friends with Pat. Pat was there. We met, talked about life. We're like, yo, you know, let's get on the pod. I was just at Pat's house yesterday for his Fourth of July celebration Appreciate that he that. held. Appreciate Amazing house, great host. So. Yeah, man. I think before we jump in and start talking about anything, Pat, maybe just talk, you know, what are the the highlights of, you know, your adult life? Where'd you start? Where are I you mean, today? And then we'll we'll start to dig in. For sure, man. For sure. And th- thank you, by the way. Great meeting you guys. I, I think, you know, number one, all of us, right, we have a certain vibration that we give to this reality and you, you attract a certain type of person. So mm-hmm. it's like when you, when you recognize that other people around you have that same type of spirit and same type of energy, it kind of amplifies. So I'm, you know, I was very happy to meet you guys about a week and a half, <laughs> two weeks ago. Yeah. But just to just high level stuff, man. I'm, my name is Patrick Voltapetti. Um, I'm a third generation real estate investor. My family's been here since the, legit in Miami since early sixties. Wow. Okay. So, uh, came right. here after world war two. Uh, grandfather came from Italy. So that wasn't not on the best side of world war two, obviously, yeah. but you know, he, he was a 21 year old person that's being pulled into a world war. So it's kind of like yeah, you did what everybody else did. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't really have a choice at yeah. that point, right? Um, but he comes over to America, and he knew that longevity was definitely in the dirt, you know, and that he wanted to buy properties and you know have a sense of freedom for you know his family and things moving forward. So, like for me, um, being born and raised here in Miami, I had on one side of my family, so I'm half Italian half Jamaican. So I had on one side of my family, um, my grandfather, who was the wealth builder in my line, he came here, started buying stuff. You know, you can, can we curse on this podcast? Yeah. You say what the fuck you want. (laughs) 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 All right. So like we were talking about it the other day, like you fuck around and you find out. Yeah. yeah. My grandfather had that kind of spirit where he was like, I'm just going to try shit. Yeah. You know, it ended up working out for him. He started, uh, bought some property in golden beach, uh, oh, nice. Bought the uh, 7th Avenue flea market area kind of turned down over the years. But, you know, just started buying stuff out here in Miami before it all it all uh, built out. Cool. But uh, I think the uh, I think the perspective that I come from. And so just for the viewers to know is uh, I saw on one side of my family a um, little bit of wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I saw what they prioritized. Um, and then on my mom's side of the coin, uh, from Jamaica, she she literally came here from Jamaica. Yeah. So it wasn't like I had generations that were in America from that side. Oh. So it was like I saw two vastly different cultures right. that yeah. put importance on vastly different things. And not being able to fit into one or the other and kind of having this middle space it allowed me to look at a lot of this stuff from a, from a different lens. Cool. Right. And, uh, I think the background that I come from is understanding real estate, understanding how to evaluate deals, um, sales background. I've been in sales now for, you know, I mean, I, I actually believe life is a sale. Yeah. I was going to say everything is sales. You're you're in, yeah, it's just kind of where we're at, but, um, you know, I guess, I own uh, three different companies. I have a vending company here in Miami. Uh, I have an education company. I also educate. Uh, that's just kind of a spiritual thing, like a skill that yeah. I, I just kind of had, and I, you know, I choose to give that to the world. 
Um, so Volt Notes, Volt Notes is the education space. Okay. Um, right now we branch into multifamily, but we'll probably branch into other things, relationships, things like that. I'm starting to put together some courses on that. Um, and then I also have a fund. So Freedom Fund Capital, uh, $50 million fund. We go after Class A core multifamily assets here in, I won't say only Miami. So it's like the Southeast yeah. South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, Miami, Texas, all throughout Florida as well. So cool, man. Nice, man. That's pretty much what I got going on. No, that's great, bro. <laughs> and so I, I think in meeting, you know, we uncovered that we've got some mutual friends. Um, and so it turned out that a good deal of those you met when you were working at Cardone, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So is that where you really mastered your ability to sell? Or do you think you had that before then? What impacted so, working there? Because my boys that worked at Cardone are freaking killers. Yeah. You know, and I think that everybody has to be to make it there. Well, it's the, the environment for sure. Yeah. Like the, the environment, the culture that they create there, it's a culture of um, excellence. Yeah. Right. It, it is a culture of constant improvement that no matter how big your win just was, it, like, it's over now. There's another one. Yeah. yeah. It's over. Yeah. It's, you know, the most important thing is PT, present time. Mm, and that's, that's that. constantly what was stressed there. But I knew where they got that from. That was the thing is like, I felt like going into Cardone's office, um, I felt like I had the intangibles of 10X prior to ever knowing Grant because yeah. of my grandfather. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I, I read uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius as a, 15, 16 year old kid, yeah. wow. you know? So it was like, I was walking into this place and all the things that they were saying about constant improvement that, you know, not to focus on the past, right? The past is for psychos, you know, yeah. and you can't, you can't worry too much about the future. Cause it's not here. It's not here. The only thing that you can dictate is the present moment. Wow, so right. give every single thing that you've got in this window of time. Yeah. And that's, what's, preach there. And so it was like, I came into an environment that already connected with me spiritually. Yeah. So I was able to excel there. No, nah, I mean, that's, that's powerful. Whether you're doing real estate investing, vending machines, um, or even trading like I do, I'm also in sales, right? So I sell software. Um, it's the same thing, right? Like my reward for <laughs> crushing uh, Q4 last year was a bigger quota, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, we get paid commissions, so your reward is actually money. You get paid, yep. you know, how to blow out quarter. It's awesome. But then the next thing is like, okay, we see that you can kill it. So let's see you kill it a little bit more. Yep. Um, and I think a lot of people get hung up on that mindset, right? And I'm going to kind of preempt the pushback on this is people go, oh, so you're always chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing. But it's yes, but it really comes back to the why, right? You have to love the process, Absolutely. right? So if you, if, you love, if you love taking down deals, doesn't matter how big the deal is right because you just have to love the process you have to love winning with the team you know being able to go in and at least for me navigate these big organizations close a big deal and then use that really just as a, as a marker like okay now we can do something even, even better right yeah. regardless of what the number is so no, I, I just i just love that mindset man i also want to take a little note we have to talk about it now but uh george washington's notes he has a book um or just around you know um you know the revolution and that time period. Uh, I know you book. want to talk about that. So. Oh, dude, I will. I, I definitely will. Yeah, man. But what, what do you, what do you think is the biggest, what, 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 what was kind of the spur for you to leave uh, Cardone Capital? Um, I think that's the name of the company. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of do your own thing. And you know, where, where are you headed in the next five, 10 years? What are you it's just on? a natural, I think it's a natural progression. Like when you, when Thanks, you bro. realize <laughs> it, so you're, you're on this earth, right? You have this life for a certain window of time. And I, I, I do truly believe that each and every one of us has a piece of God within us, mm -hmm. right? And so what makes a God a God is the ability to create, mm. right? So Love that. you have this creative ability within you, right? And it comes out when there's fear, there's got to be a bit of like a fear edge to, to have this creativity kind of spark, mm. right? And so what ends up happening is, and I felt it, you know, it, you have these jobs that pay you 
400, 500, $600,000 a year, right? To do a thing. And it's like, just keep hitting the nail, just keep hitting the nail. And one day in the future, you'll have the freedom that, you know, that you're looking for to do everything that you want to do. I remembered, and I'm getting to your point, but sure, I, yeah. I remembered a uh, interview with Muhammad Ali. He was a hero of mine growing up. Um, they asked him, they said, why do you work so hard? And he said, okay, well, let's think about it. The average lifespan is what? He was like, you want to say like 80 years? Let's say 80 years. And the, and the person that was interviewing said, okay, let's go 80 years. He said, okay, how many, how, how many hours do you sleep a day? I think you guys know where I'm getting to, but yeah. he, he said eight hours. He said, okay, it's about 25 years. Hmm. 25 years of your life is going to be spent in the bed. So now you got, how, how much time is that now? 80 minus 25 is yeah. quick math. 55? Yeah, 55 years. Yeah. And then he said, how, ma- how much time do you think you spent as a, as a child going to school? Because these are all the things you had to do. Mm. Like you had no choice, right, at that right. point. You had to do these things. How, how, how much time do you think you spent from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade? Or if you went to college? Some, you know. Right, it's another 20 years. You're, I'm probably looking at about... 14, 15 years of your life. Yeah. The amount of time that you're putting into these institutions and places. Right. So now I'm at 40 years. And then now you got to think about, am I going to have, do you want to have kids? Do you want to have a a happy family? You got to give them time too. So it's like you, when you start to really analyze this thing, you don't have a lot of time to do the things that you want to do in life. So it's like when you understand that, you understand that you have a thing that you're supposed to do. You have a piece of God within you. There's skills that you've been given that are supposed to do a thing. And the thing that you're supposed to do, Marcus talks about this in meditations. You guys should 100%. You guys will love this book. Check it out. But Marcus talks about your greatest gift to the world is going to be something that impacts the masses. And it is your journey to find that. Like it's your journey to find that. I know that me raising capital at Cardone Capital is not what God has intended for me. Wow. Does that make sense? Like yeah, I yeah, know yeah. that. So it came to a point of like, yeah, to jump away from a half a million dollar a year salary, you know, and everything that comes with it, right? Because there's your I'm P volt, right? I'm I, I got like a team under me and everything that comes with it. Yeah. But to understand that at the end of the day, you have a bigger thing that you have to do. And so you're going to have to take that leap, right? And that's where faith is. Faith really is something that, and you find it in every single religious text, no matter what background you come from, faith is something that is definitely needed. Yeah. Like, what do they say? Faith the size of a mustard Mustard seed, seed. I can move a mountain. It's 100% because faith attaches to the subconscious mind. And the subconscious is literally where all your power comes from. That's the creativity. Everything comes from that. Yeah, every 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 minuscule to the massive decision that we make is ultimately based off of whatever you inherently believe about yourself or the world, yeah. right? And so it's like turning left, turning right, right? There's some fundamental belief about the outcome of turning left or right. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't think about it on that level, but like that that really is true. Like every every small detail is rooted in, in some belief. So yeah. I love that, man. That's, well, that's a good message. I, I also, um, you know, I would say I commend you for taking the leap to leave, right? Because so often <laughs> what I've found is we could be in a position where we're making killing. We're making a ton of money, um, you know, we're, or at least we're doing something that supports ourselves and our family, right? But it's so unaligned with what you said is our purpose yeah. or that one thing that God has given us to impact the masses and then people wonder why, and I have in the past as well, why am I so fucking miserable in this shitty job? Or I have everything to be yeah. grateful for. Why am I right. really not, why am I not grateful for this? Why do, and it's because a lot of people are stuck in positions, whether it be at work, relationships, sometimes marriages, you know, they're, they're stuck in particular situations that are not in alignment with their purpose. They're not in alignment with their God-given destiny. And then they wonder why they're miserable, but they don't have the faith 
to take the action to get the hell out of it and go do what they're supposed to do. And deep inside of all of us, we all have this inherent desire to go after what it is that we're meant to do because we have this just compelling force to go in this particular direction. And sometimes we make these maneuvers out of fear to stay in the trap that was set for us, whether it be by the matrix or else (laughs) or ourselves sometimes in order to stay complacent. And it's like, how do you break that? How do you go and take the action and more importantly, have the faith to push you through? Because that's a very uncomfortable leap for a lot of people. I think, I think when people understand that, like, so it, it always comes back to the spiritual, right? Because that's the, that is the thing that like, if you're, if you're out there looking for something to motivate you, to charge you, to, to give, to kind of spur you forward, you've got to have this kind of spiritual feeling within you that you're supposed to do a thing. Yeah. Come to terms with the fact that you are finite. Mm. Come to terms with that. Right. I think a lot of people are, enslaved by their religions is what I've found. You know, a lot of the people that I speak to, they're enslaved by these religions and they're looking forward to something after this. We've already spoken that the present time is the most important thing. Mm, So they're living a life looking for something that's happening in the future and waiting for a thing. And I've always thought, man, you know, knowing that you have a piece of God in you, if you took all the attributes, all of the things, and it, this would help people, you know, that you're saying that are feel trapped and they can't get out of it, is if you took all of the attributes that you put on God and the concept of God that you were given from the time you were a child, right? Bearded white guy in the sky. That's... That's just what I, that's how it was given to me. That's just what it is. And all of that, if I take all the virtue and all the goodness and all the strength and the power and the ability, if I, if I took it from that concept and attached it to who you are as a person, that will free you and you will do things. Hmm. You will then be spurred to move forward because you'll understand that you you have just as much right as anybody else that none of us asked to be here, but we're here yeah. and you have a calling, right? But the calling is only going to be there for so long. And I think that's the thing. It, people yeah. do have to live on faith and they have to be on the lookout for omens. I say when people hear the word omen, they think it's only a negative thing. Yeah. Omen is good and bad. Mm. It's yin and yang. It's good and evil. You can yeah. be a good omen or, an, or a bad omen, yeah. right? And so there's, you do have a calling, but you need to be open to the opportunities and the shifts in life. Yeah. If you're scared of change, you're not going to be able to get yeah. anything done. Well, yeah. And I think it's, Go ahead. you know, to piggyback off of the omen thing, it's like, it's really interesting that um, as we've taken certain leaps that we have, whether it be in our careers or in our, you know, personal endeavors, it's interesting how the, you know, the universe really just opens up for you and starts like aligning people and aligning believe? connections and aligning like look at all the people that have come through the space in the last freaking month. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, collectively, there's there's been guests collectively with over eight million followers, collectively that have been in the space. It's incredible. And I'm like, where the hell is this? Where did this come from? And it wasn't until but it was made the decision. We had to make a decision, and then then the opportunity came. It. And but, I actually, well, finish, finish your thought. I was going to say, I'm not only, and I'll, I'll let you get to your point, but we not only made the decision, but then we backed it with finances. Right. We committed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. We committed with Commit. faith and finance. Yeah. And we and creativity comes. Yeah. And creativity yeah. comes. And then I think also, you know, I was listening, I was riding, driving back from Sarasota yesterday and I'm listening to think and grow rich again. Nice. And I'm listening to the audible and I'm like, bro, there's so many gems in this. And it's crazy because it's really just a push on faith. Like faith isn't just like, oh, I have a thought. It's like, let's put emotion into this thing. What are we feeling about it? What am I feeling as I'm going through the process and the end result? Because if it's all fear driven, then 
you're not going to want to do it. Right? right. But if it's like, man, I desire this so much and I'm excited about it and I feel the energy, like then we get connected with people like you, we get connected with people like Mel and all these people come together and they're all helping to drive the vision together. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I want to say, I want to jump on, on all that, but I like what you said about being open to, you know, omens, both good and bad and just the opportunity and, and seeing beyond. It's like part of being active in the present moment is like seeing the opportunity after this moment, right? So it's not necessarily just living for the future, but it's just understanding that like, like you have no idea because because your expectation of everything is filtered by your past experience, mm-hmm. right? You can tr- try to make predictions about the future, but if you're just open to possibility, it's just like, what if I just make this connection and we just see what happens? Maybe mm-hmm. I just pour good energy into it and we just see what happens. And maybe it doesn't turn out well, maybe it doesn't, but that's the only way you're actually gonna grow as a person is if you go and push yourself and put yourself in uncomfortable situations that aren't filtered by your past and you actually open up yourself to, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe my past experience isn't going to be every experience. Right. And on, on the thing of purpose, I mean, I, I've done so many videos on purpose. I actually did a, a, a video titled you're going to die, or I think it's called, it's called we're all going to die. And the, the whole premise is That'll really what you, you talked about, which <laughs> is definitely grab you. Yeah, well, the, the premise <laughs> is it's like when people, People will like, uh, I've had numerous people in my life like force, like how, how are you always, cause I'll, I'll trade all the time. And I'm just like, to me, like one, I, I love it. It really is the cliche. Like if you love what you do, like you're not working, you know, I dance, I dance every day. You know, I train all the time. People see it as like training, working out, but it's like, I just, I love moving my body. Right. So I'm, I always try to get people to find that thing that they love, that they're addicted to, to where they can experience what I'm experiencing. But that's really what purpose is. It's like when you find your purpose, put energy into it like you just said it can't just be a thought it can't just be the thing you think about at 1 a.m at night and then you wake up the next day and no. you just go do no the it same has to thing be again. a compelling desire you have to take that idea at 1 a.m and then you have to take one step in that direction right and then that once you get past that fear right that kind of edge that you're talking about that's where that love comes in because that there's so many people and i know because it was me you sit in your bed and like there's a thing that you think about all the time i want to do this i want to try it i want to dabble, whatever. And that, that it's never going to go away. Like it will never go away until you try it. And maybe you fail. That's fine. Exactly. But, but your purpose, fine. your purpose is, is beyond that point basically. Right. Yeah. But failing is fine. I, th- I think oh, yeah. for all your viewers out there, if anybody that feels stuck, like the, understand that the best version of you is going to be a positive, loving, peaceful version of you. Like the, the best creativity is going to come out of you when you're at peace, Mm, right? So like, what can I do? Like, what are the things that I can do in hectic situations? Say I'm on a stage, people have fear, uh, fear of speaking in groups, right? You got to control what's going on in here. And that's where think and grow rich is huge because it gets you to understand that thoughts are things. Yeah. Right. Mm. That it is a it is a big thing too. Um you need to have like anybody that's 20, 25, and you're kind of floating through your 20s and you don't know where you're going, the first thing that you need to do is have a vision. Like you really need a clear cut vision of and you don't need to know exactly how to get there, right? Because that's life. That's that's faith. That's where faith and all that stuff comes in. Yeah. yeah. But you just need an end point that you're shooting for. Right. And you gotta you gotta see the vision. You gotta feel the vision, right? Like what are people gonna be like when you get there? Mm. What does the house look like? What does the driveway look like? What car are you in? Yeah. You know, what's the impact? Do you have charities? We're on the same wave. Like, are you like, like, (laughs) are you doing that? Because, and then once you have the vision, right. And you tap it into the subconscious, right now, now you got to walk on faith and now you, now you got to be open to the possibilities and the omens. And there's, um, you know, there, there's a couple of scriptures that come to my mind. The first one is, um, where there is no vision, the people perish. Yeah. Right. And so that's just, that goes back to like, if you don't have a vision, you're going to feel like you're coasting through life. You know, if you don't, and then, more importantly, you need to yeah. write the, vi- there's another scripture, write the vision down in big, bold letters so that you can carry it with you on the run. And I love that one because it tells me that like, as you are chasing your vision, yeah. you're going to be on the run. You're doing shit. You're fucking making action. You're not just stagnant in one spot. You're mm-hmm. on the move. Exactly. Right? You're making shit happen. But why would you carry it with you on the run? Because 
you're going to feel defeated sometimes. You're going to yes. feel abandoned. You're going to feel isolated. Oh, you're going to feel man. alone. And you have to always go back to your vision. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's those small That's details. Like I have affirmations. I just reprinted them out that I say every morning. I got off of it for a while. Um, but I was like, I need to get back to actually saying them out loud. So I print them back out. And like so many people... When, when you actually go that extra step of, you know, having it with you on the run, that's kind of what I mean, you thought of. Yeah. It's like saying it out loud. It's one thing to think I'm going to be successful. It's another thing to look in the mirror in the morning, like I'm going to be successful or it. even better. I am successful, right? Mm. I am whatever it is that you want to do. And it, it's crazy because a lot of people, you know, when I first went through that process, you feel this friction and it's like, why, why is there this natural friction to saying positive things aligned to, you know, what you feel like is your purpose or that thing that you, you know, lay in bed thinking about at night. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's so much power in, in chasing that. And I think kind of what you said, I think to me at least, and it might be different for other people, but that realizing that you have a limited amount of time and that so much of your life is jumping through the hoops. I think part of why people get scared is because you go to school, you go to college if you went to college and there's a, there's a, there's a system. It's like, you got to do this to get an A, yeah. right? You get a job. Yeah. And then by the by your late 20s, though, you've probably got promoted once or twice. You're going up the chain. But once you get one or two promotions, you can see exactly Each what the time, next 10 years yeah. of your life. Like you can How see much, what the exactly. next because there's somebody who's 45 who if you don't do anything else, you know exactly what you're going to get. What it's gonna look and like. that is what freaks out, freaks people out. It's yeah. what freaked me out. Where it's like, wow, if, if I just do this, I know exactly what my life is going to look like. Do you want that? And I think for all you watching this. Yeah. If you do, cool. But, you know, I tell you, people talk to me, you can lie to yourself, but don't lie to me because I'm going to know. <laughs> I'm going to know. Like, if you say, oh, yeah, this is cool. And it's like, I, I can tell that you're hurting on the inside. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, don't do that to yourself. You know, you owe it. You owe it to people owe it to themselves to realize that purpose, man. And, you, you know, there's there's just there's so much peace, I think, found in. So you said like when you have peace, you can be creative. But I think actually that that process itself Gives creates you peace. peace. Yeah. But you, you know, know, I think instead of people owing it to themselves, they owe it to everybody mm. outside of them too. Because mm. again, the greatest thing that you're going to provide is not going to be for you. Mm. Right. The, the, when you find the thing that you're supposed to do, why you have these skills and why you have this insight and this level of consciousness when you find out the thing that you're supposed to do, you're going to know because it's going to impact people. It's going to help people. It should help the masses. Okay. Right? And, and I think I think that was one thing that was just big in that office. Yeah. And is that the, the law of abundance. Because there's universal laws. You have the karmic law. The law of abundance is a big one. Is that when you walk around... For the most part, especially in a city like Miami, people feel like it's a zero-sum game. That if I made money, you lost it. Yeah. And it's not the case. No. Right. We're all creators. Right? Yeah. We all have... And people can take the same thing and they can, they can spin it either to be negative or positive. And for whatever reason our world chooses to spin things to a negative route, right. right? I see people do great things around me. I'm happy for them. And it motivates me. Well, I think it's just the nature of the world and how it's set up. And yeah. so I feel like, like you said, we all do have a purpose. We all do have to have something that we're going after, right? But if we do think about this and the fact that, you know, I've, I've been really contemplating on this shit lately. I might be a nut job for this, but I've been like, <laughs> we're in the fucking matrix, right? Yeah. This is like simulation. a simulation, right? And we're here to achieve our purpose. We're here to reach a certain level. We're here to cert reach a certain point, impact people in a certain way, right? That shit's not meant to be easy. What game have you ever played that was easy? If it was easy, you're like, that was bullshit. Why did I even play that? Right, no right? There's that? there are things that are set up in order to hold you back. There are things that you're supposed to overcome. There's things people ask why does why do good things happen to bad people? Why why is why is the next level harder than the previous one? There's always things that we are meant to overcome because that's going to help us on our story to help other people. You yeah. know, and so the idea that you just want to coast through life with ease is a very weak mentality. And I think as a man, if you go through life with the mentality that shit's just supposed to be easy, like you're fucking weak. 
Yeah. Life's going to beat <laughs> you up. Life's going to hit you hard. Yeah. yeah. The obstacle is the way. It, it really is. Yeah. That's yeah. meditation. And what's the hardest thing to overcome for a man? Especially, I mean, for women as well. But what is the hardest thing to overcome? Your own thoughts every single day. Yeah. So yeah, if your opponent. most difficult objection is going to be yourself and your own mindset, why would everything on the outside not be fucking negative? Right. Yeah. Damn. Everything else is negative because it's supposed to be negative because you have to overcome that shit. That's yeah. part of our game that we are designed to play and overcome in order to become our best version. I like that. I like that idea. Here's another, here's another twist. This, this is something that I think about or I frame life is that people say life is unfair, right? Mm. But I don't think they go far enough with it. I think that life is like critically unfair. And I think people always, like you said, they think of it negative. Like, oh, no. you know, well, I deserve more. It's like, well, if everything is unfair then you can get an outsized return. You can, nobody gets what they deserve. And I think about that in the most positive way possible. It's like, I may not deserve this, but I'm going to get it because <laughs> life is unfair, right? It's a yeah. leverage game, right? You can get bigger results than maybe what is fair if you take positive action, right? And, and realize and really start to play the game. Like you said, if you realize that everything, and everything is a game, like it's, everything is made up. Like I'm, I trade every day. You're pulling money out of the air, bro. Bro, I look at lines. I, I talk with some of the traders, and it's like, bro, like, you know, I made, uh, like, last Thursday or something, I had, like, a 50 grand day. I'm like, bro, it's insane that, like, I'm just looking at lines on a fucking screen, and you just make money, you know? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, but it's, life is unfair. And I used to think, when I was in my early 20s working at a brokerage firm where we met, yeah. I thought that there was, like, you know, there's um, what's called fair market. Um, like um, a, a tra value trade? Yeah, the fair market, like, whole thing of, like, the markets are smart, efficient. Uh, the efficient market theory. Yeah. It's bullshit. Nothing is yeah. efficient. You <laughs> figure this out in real estate. You go look at any market. Every single deal that you see that gets transacted was two people making decisions, and they agreed on a price, right? And maybe one right. person was getting squeezed. Maybe one person wasn't. Maybe one person just didn't give a shit because they're 89. Now it's algorithms that are just doing it. But even those are just written by people. Right. Exactly. And people, people say the algos and I see this in the market all the day. Like there's times where we, see, we can see the algos hit, but they're just, they're being directed ultimately by people. So until, until, you know, AI is taking over everything, there's just so much unfair opportunity to Dude, like play the game. And some of it, bro, real talk, some of it really just comes down to luck. And yeah, luck like too. really straight up. There yeah. are some things that just happen, but I thoroughly believe that the luck plays in your favor when you are taking the appropriate and positive actions. Mm -hmm. The person who's taking the right actions, they're going the right way, they're doing the right things, and they are in line with their purpose, they just get lucky. Yeah. Doors are going to open. Yeah. See, things a, are going to move. A lot of people discount. I'm curious if, if you see this too, but like when we were growing up, there was like, um, you hear stories about people like you want a job, just go stand out front of the office every day you know, for a year, and then they'll, they'll hire you. And like today we think the world is so digital and people feel like, I feel like we've lost that. People have lost the idea of just doing crazy stuff like that. Like just go, go and just be in their face if, until they hire you. And it, you're going to get yelled at and you're going to look crazy, but it'll, it'll still work today. Like dude, people you, you just inspired a thought. This was one of the biggest things I got from, uh, from Grant actually conversations with him. Um, Everybody wants to be the 1%, but mm. takes the action of the 99. Mm. Yeah. Like, you have to be willing to do that. Like, do the things that you don't see other people doing, right? Yeah. Like, if you want to be the 1%, God damn it, be the 1%. Like, don't just be, don't just try and be the 1% that has the dough. Like, also be the 1% in thought and how you think and how you move and your actions and everything, how you treat people. If the world around you is negative and everybody, nobody can make eye contact and everybody's, you know, yeah. if the world is like that, 99% of the world is like that, be yeah. loving, bro. Yeah. Be good to people. Yeah. Some of the wealthiest people I've met are some of the nicest people in the world, bro. That's, Dude, huge. I, That's huge, man. I just, I, just got a, uh, I just got a message today. I was talking to one of my friends and um, he was like, have you ever thought that because we were, we were talking about my dad and like the relationship that I had with him growing up. And so my buddy, this is literally like right before I got here. Um, I was like, man, well, my dad was like talking to me like X, Y, Z when I was younger. And he was like, did you ever think for a moment that maybe he was just looking for love? 
And perhaps the only person that ever gave it to him in his life was your mother. And how does she treat him? And why does he love her? So he said, I, w- I, wanna, I want to challenge you today. He was like, just call your dad or leave him a voice note. Just randomly. And just let him know, like, dad, I don't want anything from you. I just want to let you know I fucking love you. That's awesome. And, like, yeah. you made me That's the man that awesome. I am today. And I appreciate you. And he was like, just see what happens. So I left that voice note in the car before I got here. And I'm like, my phone's on airplane mode right now. But I'm like, when I get out of here, um, you know, I'm excited to see his reaction to that because it's, it's true. Like some people, they're, they're just expecting to be loved. They're expecting this. They're expecting other people to take the first step. But it's on us. Like if yeah. we want to be, if we want to see something in the world, we have to start taking the steps and implement it first oh, and man, get, a, get away from the fear of judgment or what other people are going to think. And if I want to feel love, why don't I start giving love? I tell my I tell my kids, so I got two kids, um, Arian and Athena. I tell them all the time, how can you be God in the moment? Right? Mm. So like any problems that they come up that arise, I always tell them like, you can't be a victim. Like yeah. get out of being a victim, take responsibility, take ownership of every single thing that happens. How can you be God in the moment? And so you're absolutely right. It, you have to push out into the world. Yeah. That's that's how you make your impact, mm. right? Is like you you push out into the world. Obviously, with social media and all these uh, forums, you have the ability to now amplify, right? But you but you guys know it, it all starts with just people meeting people that's at it, right. the end of the day. Exactly. Right. And every, every person that I meet, I'm sure this, you guys are the exact same way. Every person that you meet, right. That becomes a piece of your legacy. Mm, you yeah. just met somebody. What did, um, what was, uh, I'm, I'm blanking right now. This is really bad. Maya, Maya Angelou. Mm. What'd she say? She said, people don't remember what you said. Remember how you made him feel. You remember how you made him feel. It's true, man. You remember how you made him feel. It's not, it's not exactly what you said, but it's just how you attack the moment. Who are you in that no. present moment? Who's, and coming, who's coming to the table? There's proof for that, right? When, when you meet somebody, you say like, oh, do you know so-and-so? How do they describe them? They don't say, oh, they do this. They say they're a really nice person or they're yeah. mean or they're, they're very compassionate, right? They, yeah. they literally explain to you how they felt around that person, mm. right? So 100, 120%. True. I wanted to ask you, speaking of victim mindset, we're coming up on 40 minutes. Good time. Um, the, the natural pushback for this, right, is hmm, how do you, for people who are feel bad things have happened to them. Yeah. Right. And, and then you go, all right, don't have a victim mindset. Take responsibility for your situation when maybe it's external forces who have beat you up or whatever. Right. What, what is, what are the benefits of still not having a victim mindset for those people who feel like they've, they've, they've lacked agency? Like, what, what would you say to them? I guess. You can always pull positivity from every situation. Anything that happens, man, as bad yeah. as, as bad as it is, man, like the yeah. worst possible situations you can possibly think of. There's always some good that you can pull from it. Yeah. Cause there's, there's something that you're, there's a learned experience there. Mm-hmm. There's something that I can pull from it and I can say, okay, these are my standards now for life. I, I won't let that happen again. Some of the most beautiful things have happened from some of the most tragic events. Mm, like think, like I was watching this the other day um, with my son, actually, uh, Mike Tyson's story, right? Good example. Like for instance, the guy was, the guy was bullied, yeah. The guy was being picked on. He was getting the shit kicked out of him every day. And so it's like it took one day for him to fucking snap and become who we know as Mike Tyson. Yeah. You know? So it takes sometimes it takes these really shitty situations and circumstances for something beautiful to come out on the other end. Yeah. I'm not saying that Mike Tyson going in a ring and knocking people out and all the stuff that he said was like beautiful, but there's power in that. Is that a roller coaster? And I life? think I say now his story is beautiful. Now that he has overcame no, but the thing, the level of greatness that he reached at a twenty-one year at twenty-one years old to be the yeah. heavyweight champion of the world, like there was power there. And however it looks, man, because everything is, 
I think you guys would agree, and I can tell, and I'm sure your audience is like this as well. Good and evil is these are concepts that change based on like who's in power and who's like who's yeah. who's uh, manipulating the masses, right? But at the end of the day, um, I'll tell you this: one of the biggest lessons I learned, man, uh, is a book, The Prince. Have you guys read The Prince? Mm-hmm. I've not. I highly recommend reading that, man. And I I found out about Machiavelli through Tupac, actually. Okay. Because he would because he would say the he, Machiavelli records, right? Like he, he he you could tell he read it. Yeah. He was he was connected. He was trying to push a message through to a people that don't read as much as they should. Yeah. Right. And when you read that book, it gets you to understand that like the best version of you is going going to be a blend of good and evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a. So I guess to, like to get this point through, because I we were talking about this a little a little bit about like what were the foundational reads for me going from teen to adult. Yeah. yeah. And when I was 14, my grandfather sat me down to give me five books. Yeah. Like these old like if you had to think about um, like in the movie. <laughs> where yeah. somebody gives you a book and it's just old and fucked up. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. The Prince was one of these books and it talks about people. The first chapter, the first part of the book rather talks about people finding out where they are on the spectrum naturally where they mm. are on the spectrum. Good and evil. Right. Okay. And so if you know, you got a good heart, you love people naturally, you're a good person. Right. Now, you're not going to lose that side of you because that's just naturally how you are. You were made like that, and that's just what it is spiritually. But it talks about understanding the other side of the spectrum as well. Right? Because Machiavelli brings out, it was a book for the royal families to continue to dominate. So mm. it was like you could, be a, you could be a good king, but get overthrown because you're too nice. Which isn't good lo- for your people, right? And then you lose everything. Right. Exactly. Now your now your country's thrown into revolution and you don't know who's gonna rise up in that. Right. Right? It could be a tyrant. You don't know. It could be it could be ten times worse now. And so it talks about being on one side of the spectrum and also learning from the other side as well. And what what I found out was like we all take a lot of time to learn about Jesus and Buddha, Gandhi, and the Muhammads, and that's great, and you should, because those are beautiful human beings. Like, those are beautiful people that, till this day, like, I would love to sit and talk with any of these guys for 10, 15 minutes, just 10, 15 minutes, I'd love it. Because they were so connected, like, to the source. But in the same fashion that people need to actually learn from people like Genghis Khan, Alexander the Great, even Hitler... Yeah. People like that. And we yeah. were having that conversation. Yeah. And that's that's where when somebody starts to learn the lessons of that other side, they learn those lessons, but they're still good. Yeah. So now now you reach this midpoint, which is virtue, isn't it? Yeah. Like if you had to look at on the spectrum of courage, right? Courage is a virtue. We agree. Yeah, I'd say so. On that spectrum, on one side, you have a daredevil, and on the other side, you have a coward. So what is courage? Courage is the ability to see the situation and make the determination of whether I'm going to fight for a thing or I'm not going to. Right. Right? There's risk involved. I think where a lot of people get hit up, and I, I, get, I agree entirely, I think where a lot of people do get hung up when you talk about, especially when you throw out names like Hitler, is there's, there's, there's this obvious evil they're not able to understand how can I learn from such a thing? Right. They're not able to understand. Yeah. And maybe a different question is instead of how can I learn from Hitler is like, how was he so effective? Which is a more academic question. But mm-hmm. when you actually learn those lessons, if, if say someone else were to rise up in current times, it would be silly to not understand why these people were so effective, whether it was Hitler or Alexander or whomever, if your goal truly is to oppose them. Right. If you want to be, say, you're a king of a kingdom, you got to defend your kingdom. You might be a peaceful like, hey, we're not going to 
we're not going to execute people within these walls. It's like, okay, that's fine. Well, you might have to execute some people outside the walls to make that the case, right? You yeah, have to defend true. the sovereignty of your land that you own, which means that you might have to, you know, commit some things outside or whatever it is, right? I'm just giving yeah. the example and learn from and understand your adversary, right? You have another king, they have another kingdom with a completely different set of values. If you don't understand their motives and why they're, they're operating, how they operate, it might be hard to defeat them, right? Especially if their military is just as strong as yours. They have completely different motivations. Their soldiers, right. highly motivated. Your soldiers, highly motivated for different reasons, and, right? So you need to subvert those motivations, and right. you're not going to do that unless you understand them, right? And I want to wow. say Hitler was fucked up. I'm not, like... I, yeah, that's I'm not, obvious, yeah, yeah. 100%, yeah. I'm just not... I'm What I'm saying, though, just to kind of finish the thought, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to leave it there on Hitler, but... Um, <laughs> There were really two things that I pulled away from him. Yeah. And one of them, it kind of leads into you knowing that you have a piece of God in you. He said, when, when you look out into the field and you see the lion, right? And a lion eats the gazelle. Nobody feels bad for the gazelle. Because, like, the lion was made to be that. Mm, right. And he has they, claws they and, he's, and he's fucking strong and he yeah. has teeth and, like, he's fast. Like... He was he was made for that. So is the lion bad? Right. In the good or evil, like if we're putting it on the spectrum, is the lion evil? Is the lion bad? Right. No, he's made like that. He didn't ask for that. He was just like that. Right. And so what what Hitler was saying is that he was given a certain set of skills to do a thing, and he was supposed to do that thing. Mm. And it's not his fault. He was saying, I am naturally this. And if I am to dominate the world, then I am to dominate the world. And if I'm not supposed to dominate the world, then God will also have something that is bigger and more powerful than me to overtake me. Mm. So it, it truly is a path of like, all of us are on this path. And we got a, we got a thing in us that we got to get out. And I, I think if, if nothing else, I think whether you're young or old, that's like one of the biggest things that I took away from Hitler is really understanding that point there. Yeah. Whether it's good or evil, you have a certain skill set and you're supposed to do a thing. Yeah. And like lean into whatever that thing is that you're supposed to do. I think, you know, kind of piggybacking off that thought, um, when it comes down to it, I think that we have the ability with our given skill set to go either good or bad. Right. And a lot of the things, you know, I don't I didn't read this guy's, you know, uh, book or, you know, really delve into uh, the past of Hitler or any of these people that have done, you know, negative things with their skill yeah, and Alexander power. Alexander the Great, right? Genghis Khan. These but guys. what I can tell you is that I know for certain that with a given skill set, we have the ability to either do something positive for the world with it or something negative. And those that have the courage in order to go forth and do something positive with it. Yeah you know, they do that and that's great and it impacts a lot of lives and some people do the opposite. However, this goes into a whole nother, you know, conversation that we probably don't have time for today, but a lot of these things and the choices that they've made mm -hmm. had to do with their childhood and a lot of the trauma that they went through and a lot 100%. of things that they saw yeah. and yeah. it reshaped their entire mindset in order to it make hard, them perceive them. That what they were doing was the right thing yeah. or that what they were doing was what God told them inside to do. Right. Sure. It might that might have just been some fucked up shit in their head where they're like that was like the furthest thing from the truth. Right. But they believed it to be true. And I think that really if we're gonna Power take if we're gonna drive a point home, yeah. the point that we're gonna drive home is the value of a thought pattern, your ability to believe in it, your ability to take action on it, and then to see it through with faith. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot 100%. of people, a lot of people are, um, um, they're magnifiers, right? If you think about nearly any idea, any philosophy, anything, if you speak loudly and with confidence, people will rally behind you, which can that's be true. scary. Um, but if you're somebody who wants to start a business, that should, that should be a good idea. Like yeah. if you yeah. speak up, say, Hey, I want to do this. I want to help people in my neighborhood have the best lawns because there's no good lawn service in my neighborhood and we're the best at it. Come work for me. If you really are passionate about lawns, if you just speak up and say that like people 
Like it It'll can happen, it, but yeah. some people are so afraid of like, man, nobody's doing lawn service in my neighborhood. Maybe it's not a viable business. If I speak mm. up, people are going to like, and all that doubt sets in, but like for any concept, whether it's taking over the world, starting a lawn business, like you said, like that thought pattern, like just, it's literally like a pattern of just, yeah. And taking that action, like people will rally behind. That makes and you the any, 1%. Yeah. Because everybody else is scared to say it. Everybody right. else is scared Dude, to say it. And then I'm the other best. people are so scared that they'll start telling you that you can't do it. Right. Right. <laughs> Bro, let me read this shit to you because when I was riding home, I was driving home yesterday and I heard this point and I had to write it down. Yeah. So from the um, Think and Grow Rich, one of the quotes says Success requires no apologies, failure permits no alibis. If the thing you wish to do is right and you believe in it, go ahead and do it. Put your dream across and never mind what they say if you meet with temporary defeat, for they perhaps do not know that every failure brings with it the seed of an equivalent success. Exactly. Yeah. That there's positivity on the end of every single thing that happens. Yeah. Whether and good goes, or bad. That goes back. I, yeah. Uh, asked about the victim mindset. Um, and it's such a complicated world. People start, people start, you know, in, in different places. And the way I always thought of it was like, and this goes back to what you said earlier. You have a limited lifespan. It's like life sucks for some people. For some of you guys, I, I won't. I won't understand completely how how rough it is, right? But I would I would tell people this, and it's how I think about it, and I think this is a useful tool. Is that you're still only here for a blip, and so you can let the things that like happen to you in your childhood affect you for the rest of your life, or you won't. And that's it. That's the idea. It's like, dude, that. That fucking sucks. Like what people tell me is like, dude, that's that sucks. And like it, you have to work through it. And part of your life's mission can be working to correct some of these things. Right. Oh, but the world is not going to get fixed before we die. Like yeah. all society's problems, progress might get made. But if you think we're going to hit that apex point, like, no. So you, know, shit might you, get you worse. have to, you have to, <laughs> you have to, while you're here, you can acknowledge it, accept it. Um, but part of that has to be has to realize that like there's there's something regardless of where you started, you know you've got a bit of time where you can get out of that, make progress, yeah. and get beyond it. But don't let, you know, it, it's just such a waste to let something that happened when you were fifteen or sixteen affect you when you're seventy five. Yeah. Dude, you know? <laughs> such a big thing. Yeah. That you were asking me about about Grant's place, taking ownership, man, and. The past is for psychos is literally a quote from that office. Like that's what they, that's mm. how they live, man. The, the past is for psychos, man. Like don't live in the past. Like, mm. oh, you just did something great. Great. Like that's awesome that you did that. But it's, it's gone now. It's gone. Yeah. The moment has passed. So like, what are you going to do now? Are you, are you still living in the past? Are you still living back there? Or are you in the present? Yeah. So it's like anybody, no matter what's happened to you, it's in the past. The best thing. Put all your energy, your creativity, your love, any every single thing that's within you, no matter how bad life is, understand that you still got life. Understand that the heart is still beating. Yeah. Like you still have a purpose. Right. So it's like you have to understand that and put all of that into the present moment. Don't live in the past. So many people are living in the past, man. And that that stops them from ultimately getting to where they're supposed to go is they're still stuck. They're stuck with all the bullshit that's happened, all the things in the past, the, the bad information that they've been fed, like be open to new ideas. Yeah. You know, if the Huge. ultimate good, um, the ultimate good is truth, right? Plato would say that, right? A lot of these philosophers, they yeah. would say the ultimate good is truth. Mm. So if what I'm looking for is truth, I'm okay to have I'm okay to have a conversation where my mindset is shifted. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. many people have these ideals that they live on and they're, they they clench up when they talk about certain things, politics, religion, any of this. They clench up. Mm. They don't want to change. Yeah. But it's like if the ultimate thing that we're looking for is truth, we have to invite ideas and be willing to change exactly absolutely it's a word man drew pass it to you and then i'll give you the last word um and we'll wrap it up yeah man. Well, I, want, I wanted to um tell you guys definitely on the eve of independence so like so we don't forget but go ahead drew no nah, go for it hit your thought oh shit um so we were talking on the eve of independence right yeah july 5th now 
what do you guys think about what was created here? Because I, I think that embodies exactly what we've spoken about this entire mm. time. Yeah. Is all time previously had been ruled by different, you know, you had democracy, you had um, monarchies, you had, uh, you know, aristocracies. You've seen all of these different governments through yeah. human history. And it's like to come to this land by the, you know, the king and queen's dollar, right? They funded all of this stuff for yeah. us to come over here with ships and all this stuff, right? They funded that to happen. And then the people that came here to like kind of band together and say, we can create something new. Like we, yeah. we can create a free world, a world where we're going to give people the freedom. Yeah. The freedom to create something that hasn't been seen before. No. Like that's literally what America is. Yeah. And while it's not perfect, well, hundred percent, it's not perfect. The idea of freedom is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's a huge that, topic. That people that's fought a, for that. A, yeah. I, I'll give you my quick, just because we'll, we, we'll spend another hour on this. Um, but we should, we should circle back to this, the idea of, I think that's a good podcast. My, my initial thought to that is we are such a young country. When you think about every other country exactly. ever. Like when you actually think about every other country ever, we're so early on. It would be like, we, we, we're here living it now, but it would be like, a, a 17 going to a 17 year old kid with a ton of potential who's just made a ton of mistakes and like you're so invested in their future and you just want to shake them but they're still 17 that's what it feels like it's like oh just but there's you just gotta wait and we won't get to see it you know because we're like we're so young right but there's so much they've, they've done there's so much good that has happened uh so many so many new ideas and i mean we're still driving there's all these narratives about like you know, who's going to be in charge. But I mean, we're, we're still by every measurable angle driving the world. So, but to those people, the founding fathers, like the people that literally signed a document, understanding that they would be hung or yeah. worse. Yeah. By the, by well, I think that just goes to show like the ability to get behind a vision. Yeah. When multiple people, when multiple people come behind a certain endeavor, they can, they can go so much further. Yeah. And yeah. so that's why, like, I love doing things with multiple people. You know, Forrest had his own channel. I had created my own channel. And we were both doing our own thing. And then we hit each other up and we were like, bro, what the fuck? Like, we need to be going, getting back to the number yeah. one pod and pushing this thing. Because it's easier to do something. Um, what is the saying? It's a, a strand of three sticks is, hard, is uh, not easily broken. Right? Yes. So, like, one or a cord of three ropes whatever the fuck so um it's like you get the point you get the point three things hard yeah you know one week. so like um yeah but that the whole premise is like one person can be easily shaken and broken two people is a little harder to beat but you have three or more people together like yeah. you have an army you got a coalition you yeah. know and that's really what happened now i can tell you you know just from the history that we've been able to read and have access to, there were a lot of negative things that happened in the development of this country too. Like the vision was very positive, but like, yeah. you know, my father is French and native American and his entire family and generations were quite literally decimated in order to take over this land. Right. hundred percent. And then on top of that, the core of this country was built on the back of slavery. Right. So yeah. there were a lot of things that were negative that were done in order to achieve the dream of this vision, right? Yeah. But through that, and this goes back to our point earlier, look at all the benefits and positives that have now happened. Like that, all of these negative the things ideal, had to exactly. happen in order to push the idea through to the point where now I just made a post about it yesterday. You know, you could see somebody from a third world or South American country somewhere yeah. who came here for the first time with a, with a dream and accomplished more in a couple of years than generations of Americans. Yeah. Yep. Right. So now that opportunity has been given to immigrants. We're all immigrants at the end of the day, but that opportunity has been given to everyone and it's, will you take advantage of it? Will you capitalize on it? Because if you will, then I think the vision of capitalism in and of itself was not in vain. Yeah. Dude, it's couldn't say it better myself, man. Yeah. Like, like literally that's, what 
there's been terrible things that have happened here. And that's why I was saying it's not a perfect place. Yeah. But the ideal, just mm -hmm. the fact that people were willing to fight and band together around saying we're all equal. Yeah. You didn't have that in time, time before. There was so much, so much division, you know, we've been able to get to this point because of that central thing that connected all of those soldiers and the people that fought in yeah. that war back in, you know, the 1770s, right? Like that's the thing that connected everybody was just that idea. Cause all of these laws that we live with today is it's syllogisms, right? It's like, if this, then that. Mm. So like, if we're all equal, then that means that women should be able to vote. That means that there shouldn't be a, Right. We we shouldn't cut people out based on race, religion, creed, wherever they're from, right? Yeah. So it's like because of that ideal, that's what we fought for. That's I, the I like thing to, that was fought for. I like for. to think that it's up to us still to make it worth it. 100%. Right? And you go back like civil rights a few years ago. It's a very simple example because people talk about it all the time, right? Race is very big in America and not anywhere else, but we're unique, right? America is very unique in that regard. Um, and you think about what they were pushing for, it was, there's two different things we could have pushed for, right? People could have went the, the separate but equal. They could have went for, um, you know, they chose to pursue a future of just peaceful equality, right? And I think there's, there's more work to do, but like it literally is up to us to keep pushing in that direction and make it worth it. It's yeah, like, yeah, all this stuff happened slash is happening, but what could America look like in 100 years yeah. or 150 years? If we stop getting so hung up on, um, you know, beating each other up and just like, what what could this place look like if we kept pushing it forward in the future? And I think that's how you make it worth it. And then 200 years, they can look back and like, look, look at all, look at where we started. Progress, yeah. You know, a few people on boats basically were like, F you to the monarch. We're going to do our own shit. We're going to do it better. It wasn't perfect. Of course it wasn't because they... They were, they were just trying to do one thing back then, you know, then eventually abolished slavery, more people can vote, and blah, 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 blah. We could have something really, really super, I and mean, we have something cool now, we could have something truly stellar in the future, but it's it's up to everybody, you know, to to make it worth it, right? Just like anything else in life. We you know? the people. Don't, yeah. don't forget on the eve of independence that it is we the people, that it isn't stop looking to the government to have all of your answers. Right. The government does not have your answers. The government is here for us, right. the people. Exactly. So yes, just like you were saying, it is on us to shape this country. Yeah. Yeah. And so many people, instead of taking ownership of what's happening and responsibility for it, push it off to the government. Yeah. But that's a victim mentality. As a victim. Exactly. And I right. think that goes just back to what we were just talking about this whole yeah. podcast, which is, so many people are stuck in the mindset of a victim that, yeah. oh, it's my job's fault. It's my employer's fault. It's my boss's fault. It's the government's fault. It's always everybody else's fault, right? And when you can take the initiative to take responsibility yeah. for where you are in your place in the world, and yeah, maybe some fucked up shit happened, but like you said, if you live in the past, you know, there is no benefit to that. You're a crazy person. Exactly. Yeah. So Plus you leave, you leave no mental space for the, if you're so focused on the past, very little of your mental capacity is focused on outcomes. Yeah future how can you get creativity because your attention right, right you only have so many attention units like in your head right right and it's like if my attention is wrapped up into these memories that i haven't overcome yeah. if it's wrapped up into all these things when i go to attack something i'm only attacking it at 50 percent, 40 percent. and i think most people are doing that yeah, yeah. how can you free up Participate. You have way more power than you want, guys. 100%. We do. We do got to wrap this up. Yeah. Pat, you're the guest. I'm gonna give you the last word. What do you want to say, just in general? Could be to viewers. Where can people reach you? Um, um, anything you want. Basically, I want to leave you guys um, with, you know, th this is a fantastic podcast. Which you, which <laughs> Thanks, you guys man. have yeah, created. Man, absolutely. You know, because it is so central to everything. That's the thing that's you can have slew of different people that come from different places it it binds all of us this the spiritual component of this binds all of us yes, sir. uh continue to improve out there guys uh, i mean if not for you for the rest of the planet man like we need it the world needs it the world needs your creativity the world is not a perfect place but it's not a perfect place because 
you're needed. You're needed. Anybody mm. out there that's listening to this, you are needed. Your creativity is needed. You have just as much right as everybody else to be here. Um, and it's always love, man. My name is Patrick Voltapetti. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Patrick underscore Voltapetti. So I'm just going to do this really quickly because Voltapetti is kind of uh, yeah, bang tough it out. to, tough bang to it spell. Out. So V is in Victor, O. Oscar, L. Lima, T. Tango, A. Alpha, P. Peter, E. Echo, T. Tango, T. Tango, I. India. So Volta Petty, right? It's like you took John Travolta and Richard Petty and like slammed <laughs> the last name together. Patrick underscore Volta Petty, 10X. Okay. You can find me on Instagram. Um, also, uh, Volt Notes is coming out. Check me out, voltnotes.com. Oh, That's yeah. my education space. Freedomfundcapital.com. That's um, anybody out there that's looking to invest in real estate. Maybe you don't have the time to do it, but you like to get into real estate. We're doing some beautiful things in that space. Um, I appreciate you guys having me, man. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Awesome. It's been a pleasure, man. <laughs> Thank you for coming, <laughs> man. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely, man. Always love, man. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate your love and support. If you haven't done so already, please, you know the drill. Like, share this with a friend, subscribe, and until then, see you in the next one. Peace.